finally I have to because I have to write something. But yeah. you can sit down. Oh well, I can stand too. No, even your when you are sitting, you are even taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to stand. <laughs> you know there is a very fine poem in Mahsan al Asrar Nizami, Treasury of uh, Mysteries by Nizami. He says, چون قامت ما برای غرق است کتاه و بلنده آن چه فرق است Now that you are going to be drowned in this ocean of being So what difference does it make if you are tall or short? Yes, but sometimes it makes difference actually <laughs> Good evening ladies and gentlemen Welcome to our fifth and last session of our second seminar on Rumi, Philosophical Doctrines and Spiritual Teachings of Rumi. We are going to end this course by a discussion on Rumi and music. I think At least in Persian literature, there is no poet making so many references to music than Rumi. Even Nizami, who has so many passages on music and has given the name of so many tunes, but even Nizami has not provided so many good quotations about music. In fact, if a book is written on Rumi on music, it would not be a small book. It would cover more than 200 pages. All the references Rumi has made to music and all the very deep and mystical interpretations he has given of music. He has given some theories about why we enjoy music and what music is Uh, what is the message of music and uh, he has also used the terminology the exact terminology of music um, and it's, it's uh, quite clear that he was well acquainted with music himself and for most probability he was a player himself mm. of rubab which was a, a stringed instrument of the time and uh, uh, in particularly in his sonnets and his lyrics. Uh, you can hardly find a sonnet out of more than a hundred or two hundred sonnets. You can hardly find one which has no reference to music. Uh, some of them are actually, the main theme is music, and he is mentioning one by one the tunes. You know, there are about 700 tunes in Persian Uh, classical music, academic music uh, from ancient times which is the common heritage of uh, Persian music uh, but recently they have been written down but it was just orally communicated uh, so these 700 tunes each have a name and very strange names which um, these names show the deep relationship between music and nature, between music and our feeling, between music and what is going on 
outside the world of music and how music can interpret everything, the nature, the moon, the, the, the spiritual world as well as the uh, corporeal world. So, uh, tonight we are going to start by a story of a harp player, harpist, could you say harpist? Yeah. Yes. Uh, a harpist or Chang Nawaz. You know Chang, uh, everybody probably knows, is something like this. It has about 24, exactly 24 strings. And that is why Rumi has many references to this 24. So, this is uh, harp or, or lyre. Lyre, no, it's different. This is harp. <coughs> so, we are going to start with the story of a um, harpist and uh, how uh, Rumi wants to communicate his very delicate and refined ideas about music. Could you start reading? Hast thou heard that in the time of Omar there was a harper, a fine and glorious minstrel? No, Omar was the second caliph after Muhammad, the second successor of Muhammad. The first was Abu Bakr and the second was Omar. So it was during the time of Omar who was very Puritan and very harsh against uh, sins, particularly the social ones. And so in those times, music was almost regarded as prohibited, and uh, musicians are not reg were not regarded as uh, uh, purely Muslim, and they were regarded as sinful. Right? The nightingale would be made beside herself by his voice, by his beautiful voice, one rapture would be turned into a hundred. Yes. This means that music works sometimes as an amplifier of our feelings and emotions. It makes one a hundred, whatever it is. His breath was an ornament to assembly and congregation, and at his song the dead would arise. He was like Esrafil, Seraphiel whose voice will cunningly bring the souls of the dead into their bodies. Or he was like an accompanist to Israfil. You know, this Israfil, or Seraphim, as in English it is used, Seraphil. one of the... Seraphil. Yeah. Or, yes, Seraphil. What is Seraphim as are different. Well? Seraphim are the... You have the Seraphim and the Cherubim. Cherubim, the, yes. You know, the Seraphim are, are closer and the, the Cherubim are more distant, whereas in the Islamic, it's the opposite, the Karubin are, are the close yes, ones. Yes, yes. But I feel that these Seraphims... Cherubims are supposed to be full of knowledge uh -huh. and the Seraphims to be full of love. Uh -huh. So for Rumi, Seraphim is a symbol of love. Mm. Mm -hmm. And actually he says, Seraphim ish. Mm -hmm. Because the call of love mm -hmm. brings you to life, yes. like the call of Seraphim. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he's the one who blows the trumpet. On yes, the trumpet uh, for the day of resurrection. In the Islamic. In the Islamic, yes. You know. 
One day, Esrafil... Oh, wait, he was like an accompanist to Esrafil, for his music would make the elephant grow wings. One day, Esrafil will make a shrill sound and will give life to him that has been rotten for a hundred years. The prophets also have spiritual notes within, whence there comes life beyond price to them that seek God. You see, he is comparing the voice of prophets and saints to the uh, notes of music that brings people to life. The sensual ear does not hear these notes, for the sensual ear is defiled by iniquities. The note of the peri is not heard by man, for he is unable to apprehend the mysteries of the peris. See, peri is almost equal to fairy, but it is uh, the Persian word for jinn, uh, genus, Genie, or, yes. uh, so, uh, in Persian, we call it Pari, which is the same of the same root with fairy. We have evil fairy as well as good fairy. In Persian, also, we have good jinn in Arabic and bad ones. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yes, because you have in the Quran, you have the jinn. Yes, yes, we have jinn who have become Muslims right. and jinn who are infidels. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although the note of the peri too belongs to this world, the note of the heart is higher than both breaths, both notes. The inward notes of the saints say at first, O ye particles of law, not being, take heed, lift up your heads from the law of negation, put forth your heads from this fancy and vain imagining. Yes, you know this word law, Means doesn't exist. Law means no. It's a symbol of negation and nihilism. It has been compared to uh, a wave which uh, devours everything. Law. So it means negation of all. So he wants to say that the message of music. What is the message of music? What does it say? It says, you people who are dead, rise up. It's the time of revelry and joy. How long you want to be under the earth? Rise up. O ye who are all rotten in the world of generation and corruption, your everlasting soul neither grew nor came to birth. If I tell even a tittle of those saintly notes... The souls will lift up their heads from the tombs. Put thine ear close, for that melody is not far off, but is not permitted to convey it to thee. Hark, for the saints are the Israfields of the present time. From them to the dead comes life and freshness. You see, one of the things uh, very interesting about Rumi is that he makes everything cash whether it is past or present. If it's the story of Joseph and Jesus, he says, well, you are the Jesus of the time. And if it is the paradise or the world to come, he says, it it has already come. And the day of resurrection is already here. And the seraphim are those people who breathe into you and give you new life. So why are you waiting for that seraphim? So he makes everything cash. Mm-hmm. Nothing is on credit in Rumi. Mm-hmm. 
At their voice, the dead souls in the body's grave start up in their winding sheets. He that is thus awakened says, This voice is separate from all other voices. To quicken the dead is the work of the voice of God. We had died and were entirely decayed. The call of God came. We all arose. So music, one definition is music is the call of God. The call of God, whether it be veiled or unveiled, bestows that which he bestowed on Mary from his bosom. Yes. O ye who are rotten with death in your hearts, underneath the skin, return from non-existence at the voice of the friend. Absolutely, indeed, that voice is from the king, from God, though it be from the larynx of God's servant. See, he is referring to one of the most important facts in, I mean, important ideas in Sufism, that uh, although you hear the noise, I mean, the voice from the larynx of, uh, or from the lips of Muhammad, it is God who is speaking. So it is not attributed to Muhammad. No one says that this is the Quran of Muhammad. They say this is the Quran of God. So the same with musicians. Rumi actually in one of his sonnets, he says, Aashigan manand nayu ishq hamchun naizan. Lovers are like an, a reed pipe. And love is playing through them breathing into them, blowing into them. So it is the voice of God, not themselves. Because when they are empty of their own selfish desires, so, see, Rumi says that when a pipe is not empty, you cannot breathe through it. When it's empty, then it can be played by a musician. So, in the same way, we can be played by God and communicate the ideas, the message from the higher spheres only when we are empty from our selfishness. Let me recite a few more lines of this very interesting sonnet by Rumi. And this is another sonnet, of course. It's all about nay, pipe read. Do we say pipe reed? Reed pipe. Reed pipe, yes. A reed pipe. Yes. So he says, He's addressing the, the, the reed pipe. That thou art so sweet and so jolly and so pleasant. Thy breath is burning, is so hot. And you kill the cold breath. You know, there are people who, when they speak, they make you cold and hopeless. And mm. you see, yeah. so music kills that cold breath and with its very hot and burning breath. Mm. You are hollow within and as band, lojaram, because nay is like this. You see, they are stuck, but they have to be opened before it can be breathed into. So, khalis and as band, 
From outside, you still see that there are some signs of that band, but inside, it's all open. Khalis and Darunito as band, Lajeram, that's why Khali Konandeye Delujane Mushabashi, that's why you can make us empty or relieved of all cares and anxieties. And then he says, A surat haqayq kul, dar che pardi? He is addressing to the reed pipe or to music that thou art the form of the universal truth. Music is the form of the formless, the form of the universal truth. Oh, form of the universal truth. A surat haqayq kul. Why aren't you hidden? Where are you hidden? Why have you hidden yourself behind a curtain? So at the same time, curtain in Persian, which means parade, means a scale of music. So music is hidden behind these scales. So it comes out sometimes. It comes out of the curtain of the of these scales. Sar barzan az mianine chon shikarvashi. Come out. of these scales because thou art sweet like a sugar cane <laughs> yes should we go on to the story of the minstrel uh, uh, the remainder yes that minstrel by whom the world was filled with rapture from whose voice wondrous fantasies grew arose in the minds of those who had heard him at whose song the bird of the soul would take wing and at whose note the mind of the spirit would be distraught. When time passed and he grew old from weakness, the falcon, his soul became a catcher of gnats. Yes. His back became bent like the back of a wine jar, the brows over his eyes like a crupper strap. His charming soul-refreshing voice became ugly and worth nothing to anyone. The tone that had once been the envy of Zohra, of Venus, was now like the brave an old donkey. <laughs> Truly, what fair thing is there that did not become foul, or what roof that did not become a carpet? It reminds me of the famous line of Shakespeare that every fair from fair sometimes decline. So there is no fair which after a time, in the course of time, is not untrimmed. But there is an exception, of course, for Rumi, that there are things that, uh, although uh, uh, the, the uh, size of uh, time mm. cannot reap it. Uh. Yes. Except the voices of holy men in their breasts, from the repercussion of whose breath is the blast of the trumpet of resurrection. You know, Rumi's reference to holy men is actually means, I mean, literally it means the most dear ones, Nazeninan or Azizan. Aziz means very, very dear, and they are saints. When the minstrel grew older and feeble through not earning anything, he became indebted for a single loaf of bread. And you see, it's a satire on the society and the, the behavior of people that... Uh, a player who has been playing for so many years yes. and sang for them. No, when he is old, no one... is abandoned. Yes, he is abandoned, yes. Yeah. 
He said, Thou hast given me long life and respite. O God, thou hast bestowed many favors on a vile wretch. For seventy years I have been committing sin, yet not for one day hast thou withheld thy bounty from me. I can earn nothing. Today I am thy guest. I will play the harp for thee, for I am thine. Yes. It's from the very first he has played, he had played for God. He would not be a poor person. Right. Yes. He took up his harp and went in search of God on the graveyard of Medina, crying, Alas, he said, I crave of God the price of silk for harp strings, for he in his kindness accepts adulterated coin. You see, since people wanted to be respectful to musicians, they wouldn't say that we are paying you your fare or uh, it is not considered to be a wage. They said when they gave some money to the musician, they would say it is just for uh, the uh, price of uh, your strings. Abrisham hmm. Baha means silk, because oh. it was made by silk. All oh, right. Yes. So Abrisham Baha means the price of the silk, silk strings. Mm-hmm. It is not for your music, which is beyond um, our... It's priceless. Yes, it's priceless, yes. He played the harp a long while and then, weeping, laid his head down. He made the harp his pillow and dropped on a tomb. Sleep overtook him. The bird, his soul, escaped from captivity. It let harp and harper go and darted away. It became freed from the body and the pain of this world in the simple, purely spiritual world and the vast region of the soul. There his soul was singing what had befallen it, saying, If they would but let me stay here, happy would be my soul in this garden and springtide, drunken with this far-stretching plain and mystic anemone field. Should I go on then after the title? Yes. Then God sent such a drowsiness upon Omar that he was unable to keep himself from slumber. He fell into amazement, saying, This is a thing unknown. This is fallen from the unseen. It is not without purpose. He laid his head down, and slumber overtook him. He dreamed that a voice came to him from God. The spirit heard. That voice, which is the origin of every cry and sound, that indeed is the only voice, and the rest are echoes. Yes, Rumi believes that there is only one of everything. There is only one voice, there is only one life, there is only one love, there is only one charm in the world. So wherever your heart is charmed, it is he that is charming, it is not that fair maid. Wherever you hear a voice, that is echo, it's the voice of God. So there is only one voice, everything else is no, it's not voice, it's echo. Yes. And you know, according to Eco's, uh, uh, I mean, to Western tradition, Echo, uh, she was uh, uh, a maid of uh, Zeus. The Greek, yes. Yes, yes, that's right. Turkmen and Kurd and Persian-speaking man and Arab have understood that voice without help of ear or lip. Aye, but what of Turkmen's, Persians and Ethiopians? Even wood and stone have understood that voice. Turn back and hear the plight of the minstrel, for the minstrel had now become desperate from waiting so long. 
the voice of God came to Omar saying, Oh, Omar, redeem our servant from want. We have a servant, a favorite and highly esteemed one. Take the trouble to go on foot to the graveyard. Oh, Omar, spring up and put in thy hand full 700 dinars from the public treasury. Every dinar is one gold coin. So it was lots of money, 700 coins. Carry them to him and say, O thou who art our choice, accept this sum now and excuse us for offering such a small gift. Spend this amount on the price of silk. When it is spent, come here again. Then Omar, in awe, that voice sprang up that he might gird his loins for this service. Omar set his face towards the graveyard with the purse under his arm, running in search of God's favorite. Long did he run round the graveyard. No one was there but that poor old man. He couldn't believe that such an old minstrel would be a favorite of God. <laughs> yes. He said, this is not he, and ran once more. He became tired out and saw none but the old man. He said, God said we have a servant. He is a pure, worthy, and blessed one. How should an old harper be the chosen of God? O oh, hidden mystery, how excellent, how excellent art thou. Once again, he wandered about the graveyard like the hunting lion about the desert. When it became certain to him that none was there except the old man, he said, many an illumined heart is to be found in darkness. He came and sat down there beside him with a hundred marks of respect. Omar happened to sneeze. The old man sprang to his feet. He saw Omar and stood fixed in amazement. He resolved to go. He began to tremble with fear. Because he knew that Omar would, be, would order that he would be flogged. Uh, <laughs> such and such number. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was so afraid, frightened to see Omar because he was at the head of the... Muslim society at that time and he was very harsh even when his own son when he was drunk he was flogged 80 strokes hmm. yes he saw uh, he said within himself oh God help I beseech thee the inspector has fallen upon hmm. a poor old harper yes. when Omar looked on the old man's countenance he saw him ashamed and pale then Omar said to him, Fear not, do not flee from me, for I have brought thee glad tidings from God. How often has God praised thy disposition, so that he has made Omar in love with thy face. Chand yazdan medhat khuye tu kard, ta Omar ra aashiq ruye tu kard. Yes. Sit down beside me, and do not make separation between us, that I may say unto thine ear the secret message from the divine favor. God sends thee greeting and asks thee how thou farest in thy distress and boundest sorrows. Lo, here are some pieces of gold to pay for thy sin. Spend them and come back to this place. The old man heard this, trembling all over and biting his hand and tearing his garment, crying, O oh God, who hast no like, inasmuch as the poor old man was melted with shame. After he had wept long and his grief had gone beyond all bounds, he dashed his harp on the earth and broke it to bits. He said, O oh, thou harp, thou hast seen to me, thou hast been to me a, a curtain debarring me from God. O oh, thou that hast been to me a brigand cutting me off 
from the king's highway. O thou that hast drunk my blood for seventy years, O thou because of whom my face is disgraced before the divine perfection, have mercy, O bounteous God, who keepest faith on a life past in iniquity. God gave me a life, the value of every single day, whereof none knoweth except him. I have spent my life, breath by breath, I have breathed it all away in treble and bass. Yes. Treble and bass actually means in high pitch, in zero bam. Mm. It's high pitch and low pitch. Yes. yes. You know, Rumi doesn't want to say that his scene was uh, playing music. Uh, that his scene was that he had forgotten about God. There is only one scene for Rumi. There is only one scene that you forget about God. Mm. If you are playing with remembrance of God, then it's no sin. If you are doing whatever you are doing and you are forgetful of, your, of the presence of God, then it is regarded to be a sin. That's right. Ah, me, that in minding the musical mode and rhythm of Iraq, the bitter moment of parting from this world went out of my mind. Allah. See, this Iraq, for example, is... Um, not the name of the place, but the name of a tune. See, he is referring to many tunes. And each of these tunes did special services in those times. Actually, even music trappy was very common. If you study deeper the meaning of the, of the terminology, I mean, of the words of used for these tunes. You will see, for example, Zirafkan. Zirafkan. Let me just recite you another sonnet by Rumi in the midst of this story. Mizan Dotaki Yekta Gashtamaz Dotai. He is calling the minstrel Mizan Dota. Dota means. Uh, an instrument with two strings, which is called dotar as well. Dotar or dota. Is, he is calling the minstrel that you play your dota because I have become one from duality. I am no longer two, I am one. And now that I am one, it is a time of revelry and rejoice and happiness. So it's better that you play because I am one. Now you can play your two-string uh, instrument. Yeah, no. And then, Ya Pardee Rahavi, Ya Pardee Rahai. Rahavi is the name of a tune. Either play uh, the scale or the tune of Rahavi or another one which is called Rahai, which means deliverance yes. from cares and sorrows. As hard as Zir Afkand, Bandi Barin Delamband. There are two Zirafkand. Zirafkand is the name of another tune. One is called Zirafkane Khord, and the other is, one is major and one is minor. Zirafkande Khord, Zirafkande Buzur. As hardo Zirafkand, bandi barin delamban. You can charm my heart by the two tunes, one minor and one major. In hardo khod yekasto mara dominamoyi. Because when the music comes into your ear and goes into your soul, it's all one. It is not 
the high pitch and low pitch make no difference. The major and minor makes no difference. Um, outside it looks to be two, mm -hmm. but inside it is only one. So that jam is so strong, Rosangere Sarayan. Zangere is the name of another tune. It was used when you are lazy and you are too uh, heavy mm. to be active. Mm -hmm. It creates activity and gives new life. Of the zangule, the bells that are worn by dancers. Yes, but at the same time, zangule is, is a bell, of course. Yes. But it is the name of uh, a special tune in Homoyun, mm -hmm. which is the name of the scale. This is so, a gouches you're speaking of. It's right? a gouches, yes. So a sort of a sub mode in a way. Sub mode, yes. Yes. So that jam, that jam is so strong. Go to those lazy people and play zangule. Yes, zangule. Kari bebar bepayan ta chan so So perfect and do something. Mm. So far, how much you are so lazy and doing nothing. Mm. Yep. Get lively. Yes, get lively. <laughs> Alas, from the liquid freshness of the minor zirafkand, the seed sown in my heart dried up and my heart died. Alas, from my preoccupation with the sound of these four and twenty melodies, the caravan passed and the day grew late. Oh God, help me against this self of mine that is seeking help from thee. I seek justice, redress from no one else but only from this justice-seeking self. I shall not get justice for myself, from anyone except surely from him who is nearer to me than I. Yes, he's referring to a, a verse in the Quran that God is nearer to us from ourself. So when we are complaining of our own self, the only one who can help us is the one who is nearer. Yes. He can stand between us and us. So it reminds me of uh, uh, the poem by Christina Rossetti giving the same idea, exactly the same idea. Oh God, help me against myself. For this I-hood comes to me from him moment by moment. Therefore, when this has failed me, I see only him. As when you are with one who is counting out gold to you, you keep your gaze directed towards him, not towards yourself. Then Omar said to him, This wailing of thine is also one of the marks of thy sobriety, thy self-consciousness. The way of him that is passed away from self-consciousness is another way, because sobriety is another sin. Sobriety exists from recollection of what is past. Past and future are to thee a certain, a curtain separating thee from God. See, again, we are referring to the theme of everything being cash. So whatever is in the future, which is uh, our fears is from future and our sorrows from the past. Why such and such happened and we are afraid of things which might happen from death or things like that. So these twins, imposters, they just rob you of your present time. So Omar says that, uh, of course, it's Rumi, because Omar couldn't speak such 
<laughs> he, could, he didn't have such ideas that uh, even now that you are repenting, repenting is no good, sense of guilt is no good. You, now that you have come to your God, don't then uh, engage yourself with Him rather than thinking about your past, what you have done or what better things you could have done. Don't think about that because it is a sign of sobriety and sobriety means selfishness. When you are sober, you think, well, what are my losses? What can I win? What, what can I lose? So you are sober. But when you are drunk and intoxicated, you are yourself. You are free from all cares of future or past. Mm. So repentance, um, we have to repent of our repentance. Yes, indeed. Cast fire on them both. How long because of these twain wilt thou be full of knots, joints like a reed? Whilst the reed is knotted, it is not a sharer of secrets. It is not the companion of the flute player's lip and voice. O thou that seekest to repent of a state that is past, say, when, with, when wilt thou repent of this repentance? At one time thou turnest to the low sound of the treble, at another thou dost kiss art in love with weeping and wailing. When Faruk Omar became a Reflector of mysteries, the old man's heart was awakened from within. He became without weeping or laughter, like the soul. His animal soul departed, and the other soul came to life. In that hour, such a bewilderment arose within him that he went forth from earth and heaven, a seeking and searching beyond all seeking and search. I know not how to describe it. If you know, tell. Yes. You see, I want to read another poem by Rumi, which I have given also here in calligraphy, which is one of the most amazing lines in the world literature. I doubt if anyone has said any such thing about music. That in Elm Musiri, bari man khushahadatis, man mu'minam shahadatu imanam arzus. This music. Come, please. This science of music, for me, is the profession of faith. You know, profession of faith, when someone wants to become a Muslim, like in Christianity, they have to go to a clergyman and to, to say certain things and to accept certain ideas or to have some girls or yeah. zone now or something like that. In Islam, when you have to um, to enter into or be converted into Islam, the profession of Islam is la ilaha illallah. Means there is no God but God. This is the profession. You, the first thing you have to say is that there is no God but God. Yes. So Rumi says, my profession is music. And if they ask me, what is your religion, and profess your religion, I would say music. I would play for them. Why? Because this la ilaha illallah means there is no God, but God means unity. And unity is unification of the whole world. Means that the whole world is one. So, oh, actually, the core of religion is that you have to go from multiplicity into unity. Don't believe in 
thousands and thousands of things, believe in only one God. Right? So, music exactly does the same because music in form is the maximum of multiplicity. Because every note is a number of free frequencies and every frequency has, is divided into different parts and there are thousands and thousands of uh, particles and parts in music. But all of them combine to show only one thing, to communicate one message. So the best factory to convert multiplicity into unity mm -hmm. is music. Yeah. So he is comparing his profession, his religion, to music, that music is my profession, my la ilaha illallah. Man, in ilm musiri, bari man shahadat is, the best profession for me is this science of music. Uh, and uh, since I want to profess my faith, then call the minstrel to come and play. At that moment, the heaven was saying to the earth, if thou hast never seen the resurrection, behold it now. See, let me say that uh, this is a part, a selection from the story of the lover who had been separated from his beloved and after years and years of separation and yearning for him and being afraid of returning because his beloved was wrathful against him, yes. which of course is a symbol of God. So he... Mm, has decided finally to go back. And after years of separation, now he has come in presence of his Lord, of his beloved. Yes. And now Rumi wants to say this is resurrection. If you are waiting for resurrection, resurrection is the moment when a lover and beloved meet. The intellect was bewildered, saying, what is love and what is ecstasy? I know not whether separation from him or union with him is the more marvelous. The sky read the letter, the announcement of resurrection, and was so distraught that it rent its garment up to the Milky Way. You see, when you are united finally with what, with what you desire, with your beloved, then you come to think whether it was better the time when you were separated or now that you are united. You're doubtful about that whether separation is better because in separation there is yearning and, and hope of united un, uh, getting united but when you are in unity then you are always afraid of separation so it is not quite clear whether separation is better or union union yes love hath estrangement with its with and love is as a stranger to the two worlds. In it are two and seventy madnesses. Yes, you know this uh, one and twenty. Sorry, sorry, seven and twenty. There are seven and twenty sects in Islam. Seven and twenty different interpretation of the Quran and of Islam. So, Rumi calls it seven and two madnesses. Yes, that's right. And love is alien to all these sects. And if you ask what was the religion of love, I mean the religion of Rumi, 
whether he was Sunni or Shia or whether he was uh, a 12er or 7er, <laughs> uh, well, the answer is that he was a lover. And a lover is alien to all differences, to all sects. So, even he is alien to the two worlds. He doesn't think about paradise, neither here nor there. He only thinks about his beloved. And uh, even, I think it's here, we will uh, further read on. Yes. Okay. It is exceedingly hidden, and only its bewilderment is manifest. The soul of the spiritual sultan is pining for it. Its religion is other than that of the two and seventy sects. Beside it, the throne of kings is but a split bandage. At the time of the Samar, love's minstrel strikes up this strain. Servitude is chains and lordship headache. Yes, you see, this is what, again returning to music, that Motrebe del inzanat vakt sama bandegi bandu khodavandi soda. If you are a king, there are so, mu- so many troubles. If you are a servant, so much trouble. So when you are in love, it is, you are free from both servitude and serving as well as kingship because there are both problems and troubles. So music is calling you to set yourself free from all bondages, whether it is the bondage of being a servant or the bondage of being a king. Then what is love? The sea of non-being. There the foot of the intellect is shattered. He's going to Bukhara. He's not going to attend lectures or to learn from a teacher. This is again from the same story, but a little bit, it actually is before this uh, meeting between a lover and a lover. Rumi here wants to say that uh, uh, there are people who go to Bukhara. Bukhara was a famous city which is now in Russia, isn't it? It's in Uzbekistan. Uh, Uzbekistan, yes. So, and it was, uh, there were a very great uh, academy and university of the time there, and everybody went to Bukhara in order to study something. You see, Rumi says that people go to places for different purposes. Uh, Sometimes you go to a house to borrow something to borrow a ladder, to borrow some pots. And sometimes you go to a house, to the same house, but you want to marry the girl, the fair maid of the house. So it's different referring to the same house. You go to God, people go to God in order to get something. (laughs) And sometimes they go to the house and say, we are going to stay here, we don't want to go back, we don't want to get anything. So he says that even to Bukhara, there are people who go there to learn something and then come back to their own country and give lectures (laughs) and uh, make a living. But uh, this lover, even though he was going to Bukhara, he didn't go to either to get a teacher or to attend a lecture. Mm. Then go to gather statistics. Yes. For lovers, the only lecturer is the beauty of the beloved. Yes. These are the most famous and most beautiful lines in Masnavi. They don't need a teacher. They don't need a book. The book of them 
even the Quran of them. Rumi says, my Quran is the face of my beloved. My religion is the face of my beloved. So, uh, would you re yes, repeat so that line again? For lovers, the only lecturer is the beauty of the beloved. Their only book and lecture and lesson is his face. They are silent outwardly, but the shrill noise of their repetition is going up to the throne and high seat of their friend. The chain of these people, the lovers of God, is the musk-dropping curls of the beloved. They have the question of the circle, but it is the circle of the friend. Yes. You know, Nicholson has given some footnotes which, are, which is not correct um, about these terms yes. of chain and ziyadat mm -hmm. additions. Mm -hmm. I will explain that Rumi wants to say that lovers do not follow the philosophy of philosophers. You know, in philosophy, there are two things which are regarded to be uh, botel or void, mm. impossible. Mm -hmm. One is a vicious circle. If you ask, for example, who is the creator of A, you say it is B. And who has created B? It is A. It is impossible. So this is called a vicious circle, right? We call it door, door which means round and circle. And chain is another idea which is uh, uh, impossible. If you say what is the, the cause of A, say B, and then what is the cause of B? It is C, and then it is D, and then add infinitum. This is called chain in Persian. So, Rumi says that uh, for them, their chain is the chain of the tresses of their beloved. They have the chain, this, the, the question of chain in their uh, discussions. But it is not a chain of philosophers uh, that they discuss about infinity. They try to disprove, I mean to prove that infinity cannot exist. Yes. And the uh, vicious circle cannot exist. Mm -hmm. So he is comparing lovers to philosophers mm -hmm. using the same term but in different meanings. Mm -hmm. Say they have their own chain, mm -hmm. but it is the chain of the tresses of their beloved. Yes. And when it is a circle, they have the, the, the subject of circle in their studies, mm -hmm. but it is circling round the beloved. A circle, uh, ambulating around the beloved. Yeah. This is their circle, not a vicious circle or of the, philosophers. Not circular argument. Yeah, yeah not circular argument, yeah. yes. <laughs> the face of David shone with his glory. The mountain sang... No, yes, uh, there was one more I wanted to explain. Um, ah. Uh, uh, oh, this here. verse here, sorry, commentary on the text. Uh, oh, no, the chain of these people, ah. the lovers of the God, is the mask dropping curls. Oh, the mask dropping uh, curls. They have beloved. the question of the circle. But it is the circle. So where of the is this? Uh, has to bob The only book they are silent. Hmm. So maybe this line has been omitted by. Uh, by Nicholson. In, yes, in, in, the, in his edition. Yes. Yes. Okay, we can go on now. All right. 
Commentary on the text, O ye mountains, repeat the praise of God in accord with him, and the birds likewise. The face of David shone with his glory. You know, David glory. is the prophet of love. And you remember that we said that, um, according to traditions, he had 99 wives, and he wanted another wife as well, the wife of his neighbor. He coveted that. And Rumi says he was right. That was a good idea. I would do the same. Because it means not 99, not 99 person, but 100%. If it is 89, you cannot get water. If it is 1, you cannot get water. Only 100, you can get water. <laughs> so love is, a, the quality of love is 100%. If there is only one single person you don't love, you are no lover at all. You can't say I am 99% lover. A 99% lover is no lover. <laughs> so David is, uh, is regarded as the 100% lover. <laughs> And that is why he coveted the, the neighbor's wife as well. It means that. <laughs> to round it off. Yes, to round it off, yes. <laughs> and there are many refined ideas attributed uh, in Islamic traditions to uh, David. And David was so loved by God that uh, in this, according to this passage, uh, God said to David that... Uh, uh, thou art my lover and thou hast been for a long time in separation and you are tired and weary mm. and you have been so sorrowful so I'm going to call minstrels for you to make you happy again. So I have, I have uh, made all the world, the, the mountains, the skies, the birds to sing for you. I have told them that they should all follow you. When you sing they should all... Uh, be a chorus yes. with you. But also, wasn't David a harper as well? Yes. Uh, if there's no tie-in with the... No. The face of David shone with God's glory. The mountains sang plaintively after him. Of course, there is a reference in the Quran that, uh, And we said, O mountains, sing with David. The mountains became an accompanist to David. Both the minstrels were drunken in love for a king. Came the divine command, O ye mountains, repeat the praise of God. Both joined their voices and kept the tune together. God said, O David, thou hast suffered separation. For my sake thou hast parted from thine intimates. O lonely stranger who hast become friendless, from whose heart the fire of longing hath flamed up. Thou desirest minstrels and singers and boon companions. The Eternal One brings the mountains unto thee. He makes them minstrels and singers and pipers. He makes the mountains blow in measure before thee, to the end that thou mayst know that since the mountain is permitted to sing, the saint likewise hath plaintive songs uttered without Lips or teeth. You know, Rumi has other references in Masnavi that uh, 
all beings are singing a song in praise of God. They are not actually singing for David, but for everybody who could love all. Anyone who is a hundred percent lover can hear the song and the music of the world, the music of the spheres, of the mountain. And Rumi believes that every mote, every atom of the world is alive and singing and they have their own language and we cannot understand their language so they are silent with us. The melody of the particles of that pure-bodied one is reaching his sensuous ear every moment. His companions hear it not, but he hears it. Oh, happy is the soul that believes in his hidden mystery. For the shrill none but the shrill noise of the clarion and the menace of the drum somewhat resemble that universal trumpet. See, Rumi wants here to say why we enjoy music. He says because music is a recollection. We have heard these uh, tunes and melodies uh, before we come into this world, when we were in paradise with Adam. We are all a part of Adam, and we vaguely remember those tunes. Mm. So when we find some similarity between the songs of the minstrel and the tunes here, we are reminded and we enjoy, and a yearning and a desire for returning is um, arising in our heart. Hence, philosophers have said that we receive these harmonies from the revolution of the celestial sphere, and that this melody which people sing with pandor and throat is the sound of the revolutions of the sphere. But the true believers say that the influences of paradise have made every unpleasant sound to be beautiful. You see, Rumi wants to say that these songs and these musics are not actually really beautiful. It, they are, they give us enjoyment just because they are, they have a very, very poor similarity, a poor echo of those really glorious songs of eternity. Uh, but because of this same similarity, we enjoy it and we regard it as beautiful, while they are not actually beautiful. We have all been parts of Adam. We have heard those melodies in paradise. Although the water and earth of our bodies have caused a doubt to fall upon us, something of those melodies comes back to our memory. But since it is mingled with the earth of sorrow, how should this treble and bass give us the same delight? Yes, because he is comparing music to pure water, clear water, crystal clear water. But now that it has been mixed and troubled by our uh, corporeal body, and in this world of dust so it is dusty it doesn't give the same pleasant taste mm -hmm. when water is mingled with urine and stalings its temperament is made bitter and acid by the common mixture therefore Samon is the food of lovers of God since therein is the fantasy of composure the tranquility of mind from hearing sounds and pipings, the mental fantasies gather a great strength. Nay, they become forms in the imagination. The fire of love is made keen, inflamed by melodies, just as the fire, the ardor of the man, 
who dropped walnuts into the water. He is referring to the story of the man who was uh, on the top of a walnut tree and he threw the walnuts into the water and so because he was thirsty and he wanted to hear the noise of the water. Now, <clears throat> there are so many other references I have noted down here, but I doubt if I can uh, discuss all of them. Most of the references of Rumi to music is in his sonnets rather than Masnavi. In Masnavi, very limited. But in his sonnets, uh, which are themselves music, and were composed on hearing at the time when Rumi was listening to music. And uh, it has both the internal and external music. Internal and external music. The external music is the rhythm and the harmony of the words together. The words are harmoniously composed within a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I'll show you, uh, a friend of us uh, will help me today. Uh, yes, would you please come? He is a deaf player and I, I want to ask him to just uh, uh, demonstrate and show how these rhythms of the poetry of Rumi work. You know, in Persian prosody, uh, which is very, which is much more complicated than that of English prosody or European prosody, because the number of rhythms are very limited in uh, English literature. Uh, the, the basic difference is that in Persian literature the rhythm is quantitative rather than qualitative. In English it is qualitative. You know in English you say it is based on accented and unaccented syllable. When you say myself for example you put accent on self rather than on my you say myself you say hotel rather than hotel right so if the unaccented and accented syllables have an order follow a pattern then it is poetry if, if it doesn't follow a pattern it is prose prose means distracted and not in order not arranged in order so, if it is unaccented, accented, unaccented, accented, unaccented, accented, then this is called iambic. And when it is five parts, it is iambic pentameter. Five pairs of unaccented, accented. Like that time of year thou mayst in me Behold. So it is not according to the number of the letters and the number of syllables, but according to the stressed and unstressed syllables. But in Persian, it is based, I mean, the rhythm 
is based quantitatively according to the number of uh, beats which are either one either one or two or three when you have one beat and then you stop sometimes you have two beats and a stop sometimes you have three beats and then you stop so this is like man means I and then you stop and here you have a word like mara means to me two and this is three so this is these are the basic forms. Now their combination could be hundred, hundreds of combinations. You can use two, 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 right? Which is one, two, 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 two. This is one, one rhythm. Would you please play that? نگار تند خوی من زمان خطا چه دیده ای yes so sometimes it is uh, one 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 one, one, two. Yes. Actually, this is one of the rhythms uh, most famous for Rumi. Uh, uh, and there are m- more than maybe three or five hundred sonnets all in this uh, rhythm. Uh, the other one is, which is Masnavi. All Masnavi is uh, a, a different pattern of this uh, uh, rhythm, which is one, two, one. First one, dum da dum dum. playing that for Rumi and he uh, improvised uh, his poetry uh, just by listening to the rhythm and then he filled in the rhythm with the melody. Now actually he said that the rhythm comes before the melody and the, the rhythm and the harmony comes before the wording even. He just, Rumi often taught of a rhythm. 
And then when the rhythm came to his mind, and then he filled that rhythm with words and ideas. Because the rhythm has something to do with his feeling. When he was happy, when he had a state of um, intoxication, ecstasy, or when he was a little bit uh, sorry because he was in separation. So a variety of uh, rhythm came to his mind. And then when the rhythm was firmed into his mind, he filled in the rhythm with uh, words and ideas. Just like, you see, for example, in music, you have one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Right? But you fill in between these two beats, between the four beats, you may fill them with uh, different notes. So the same way you may fill it with different words. And it, it is poetry. So, uh, there is a famous uh, another famous pattern of this same rhythm 2-1-1 We are to gold barakshanim like this show you how different they are and such a uh, wealth of uh, patterns and forms have been created. You see, it's only one, two, three, but there are hundreds of them. Yare manastu, hey mazani, dash. this way there are about 70 different patterns 70 different rhythm of course not all of them created by Rumi but many of them were original for the time of course after Rumi some other poets have created some, some more rhythms to this uh, repertoire you could say but uh, modern poetry had made a mistake, I think, that uh, they thought that all rhythms uh, have been run out and it's finished. So they thought that what, what other rhythm they could create? They could create hundreds of other rhythms because uh, just as order, this order 
this order this order is easier to achieve than order if somebody asks you to just play any beat on this uh, uh, DAF so anybody can be a player they, they may ask you just to do anything you like it's disorder Things tend towards disorder in, in nature, actually. And that is why uh, motion is turned into heat. Heat means disorder, and motion is order. So it is much easier to create disorder. Actually, it is easy to create disorder. Shakespeare has a very beautiful line about uh, rumor. He says, rumor is like a, a pipe, a pipe with no holes, just you can breathe into it, like a coronet, for example, or um, what other instrument we have? You, a bugle. A bugle, yes. It's just like a bugle, yeah. that uh, even uh, ordinary people can blow into it, and the breath of it is jealousy and uh, hatred, and it, is, it can be blown by any person because it doesn't need it, any pattern. You just blow into it. So disorder uh, is no creation. Having no rhythm is no creation. They could create new rhythms and uh, I have uh, this, tried to find new rhythms in, according to this same... Uh, basic patterns uh, and uh, about 300 different rhythms I have found so far which are quite musical and they have not been used by poets so far actually it means 230 more than Rumi so I wish to end this uh, uh, session by a few more lines uh, of the sonnets of Rumi about music. What is music? Music is a message. From those who are beyond the curtain of the world. To those who are here strangers, we are strangers here, strangers. We are exiles here. So we receive messages from behind the curtain of the world, from eternity to the world of time. It comes from eternity to time. It's a journey, music comes from eternity to time and goes from time to eternity. It takes you from time to eternity. Uh, I don't know whether it is by Carlyle or other um, English writers that music can take you to the border of eternity and let you have a look. But exactly the same ideas is given by Rumi uh, that uh, 
I just forgot about uh, the, the exact line. I will recite this line and then I'll repeat it for you. سما چیست پنهانیان به دل پیغام دل قریب بیا بزی گفتشان آرام What is سما? What is music? It's a message from those hidden to the strangers here and then they bring peace to these strangers who have lost their way in this world. شکفته گردد از این باد شاخه های خرد گشاده گردد از این زخمه بست های مسان This breath which is blown into the reed pipe, it opens the windows. Actually, there is another line I remembered now. Rumi says that music is a window that opens to the garden of heart. The same idea of going to eternity. سوی گلستان دل چشم دل عاشقان بر در آن پنجره and uh, all lovers run to this window so that they could see their beloved so it was actually near this window of sama that rumi uh, they they often ask me what shams did with rumi the reality is that shams brought rumi to the window And through the window he showed him that there it is. If you are in doubt that your beloved exists or not, because people are in doubt of two things. One is God and the other one of themselves, their own soul. And there is actually a prayer by an English writer that, Oh God, if you exist, save my soul if I have one. <laughs> see, so they are in doubt. And... Uh, So Shams brought Rumi to the window and showed him, well, there he is sitting in eternity. So he was at peace from that time on. And uh, There is much difference between when the cock crows. The cock crows when it is dawn, right? When morning comes. But the morning doesn't come because the cock crows. Right? But Rumi says that music is different. Music is like the crow of the cock, which brings about, which creates morning with it. It means that that cock, that spiritual cock, which is music, when it sings, it creates a morning in the middle of the night. Zafar resat the sedai nagari bahram, and uh, uh, there is victory out of the when you listen to the sound of the drum of Bahram, which is the Mars. Bahram, Jupiter. Bahram is the Mars. Jupiter. Uh, No, Bahram is uh, the, the, the goddess of war, the god of war, and it is uh, Bahram or Tyr in Persian, which is Mars, exactly. Actually, uh, you know, the days of the week when we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tues is equal with uh, Mars, T 
Tuesday is the day of Mars. Actually, because yes, it was the same. That's true. Unfortunately, when the Aryans went different directions, they also changed their system and they put back Rome as the biggest planet. Oh. And, and Mars was Merich, was the. Uh, uh, they just switched the names around. Maybe, I don't know, but I, so far as I know, Merich is actually Bahram. And Bahram is supposed to be a drummer. And uh, Rumi wants to say that uh, the, the sound of that drum, which is music, uh, creates victory, brings victory with it. And there is another very lovely idea about music that Rumi several times refers to it that uh, uh, when speech comes to an end music starts it's well known in western culture I don't know to whom it is attributed but Rumi has several references in his sonnets that man baskonam I will stop man baskonam amma to ei mutrebe roshandel از زیر چوتنگایی بر زمزمه بمزن Now I can no longer speak But you can go on With your song and with your instrument With your playing And when you are tired of high pitch You can go to the low pitch And uh, in another line he says ای مطرب زریف تو باقی این قزل He has composed a sonnet of ten lines and then there are other things I cannot say anymore I will leave it to the musician he will continue what I am saying oh, he says ای مطرب زریف تو باقی این قزل زینسان همیشه مار که زینسان هم آرزوست and uh, I end it with a prayer by Rumi that uh, he wants to be played to be played by God And he says that we are not tuned up. If we want to be played by God, means receiving ideas from God, because everything comes from God for Rumi. Music comes from God, even discoveries to, to scientists. It is said that Einstein said that ideas come from God. And Mozart got it from God. But you can only get it when you are tuned up, when your instrument And all rituals in religion and all services and prayers and all they do is just to tune ourselves up so that we could be properly played in the hand of God. So Rumi's prayer is that I hope that God will play We are like a harp and thou art playing us. And that is why he does not attribute Uh, Masnavi to himself but rather to God and he says that he I am nay actually uh, the, the pipe read uh, the reed pipe sorry the reed pipe which the first line of uh, Masnavi uh, is about Vishnu uh, as nay hearken to the song of the reed pipe and by this reed pipe he means himself 
He himself is the reed pipe, quite free and empty and ready to be played. So he says that um, even if a pipe has two ends, one end is towards you and one else in the lip of God. So he is blowing in me and you are hearing it from me, from my lip. This is my lip and this is the lip of God. One end of the pipe is my lip and the other end is God's lip, which you don't see who is playing in me. So he says, uh, now that I don't exist anymore, it is all what God is saying. Thank you very much. I hope that uh, although I am ashamed of... uh, what Rumi has said about music, and uh, I have uh, only expressed it in a very poor uh, manner, but I hope that I have given you some idea of how Rumi is um, actually absorbed in music and drowned in music, and all his poetry and all his ideas even, even his ideas are musical. And this uh, harmony which is... uh, Harmony uh, is running all through Masnavi beside the rhythm because it's not only the rhythm, the, the outside rhythm, the external music, there is internal music. The internal music is that the ideas are so harmonious to each other and they just look like music. Because, uh, for example, musicians, when they want to go from one scale to another, they, they want to change the scale. It, it should be done very, in a very refined way. It's very subtle, and not everyone can do it. So it needs a, a certain particular point where you can change the scale. And Rumi exactly does the same in telling a story and in expressing philosophical and religious spiritual ideas that uh, all Masnavi seems uh, just like one. Every, every line is related to the other line somehow. If you just take one line, something is felt that it has been omitted. So it is harmonious and it is all related and all parts have been united into one single symphony and you can call Masnavi a symphony in praise of God. Thank you. Um, thank you very much uh, Dr. Gomshi um, not just for today's seminar but for all the teaching that you've given us at Temenos during your stay in this country Thank you very much. I hope perhaps one day we'll be able to invite you again to come to London for us I would be very pleased that if I could uh, have uh, further gatherings with our friends and to discuss still more about Rumi because it was just a taste of Rumi and uh, not the whole table um, we, we do have to adjourn very promptly now because we've got the concert this evening.
Jesus Christ.